Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode number 20. Today, I'm recording the podcast from undoubtedly the most beautiful campsite I've ever stayed in. Alyssa and I are in Grand Teton National Park, well, just outside the park, right outside Jackson, Wyoming. And we found a free campsite in the National Forest using a website called Campindium. And we haven't done a lot of remote boondocking in the past, so this is something pretty new to us. But I'm looking at all of these uh, beautiful snow-capped mountains. It is June 27th right now, and the weather has just been amazing. We don't have our AC running or anything like that. We've had to pump on the generator a couple times while we're just sitting up here, but we've been going into the park and doing some kayaking. Today, we're going to be on the Snake River in the Grand Teton National Park, and I'm here recording my podcast, getting work done, emailing clients and things like that. And I think that's what makes this podcast and this lifestyle really cool is the fact that we can do this from anywhere. I mean, we are in one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life, and I'm still getting some work done, so it's fun. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing a couple named Madison and Case from RV.com, spelled O-U-R-V-I-E.com. They are 25 years old and traveling full-time in their 1989 Toyota Mini Motorhome. They actually just graduated from college this past December, and they're currently sponsored by companies like Chaco Sandals and several several other companies as well to visit all 59 national parks this year. If you don't know, this year is the centennial for the national parks. So there's a lot of promotion going on around just the national park system, hashtag find your park, a lot of other cool things to encourage people to get out there and explore the national parks. What I love about their story is the fact that before this trip, they didn't have any kind of blog or huge online following yet they were able to come up with a unique project and actually get it totally funded by companies who saw the value of what they were doing, traveling to all the national parks, blogging about their experiences. This is a very similar route that Alyssa and I took with Hourly America to first get started. We had a crazy idea of working a job in every state, and we found an online job board who had similar values and we got along with, and they were willing to take a risk and sponsor us. And prior to pitching them, I had no online following or no audience. And there's this misconception that in order to get any kind of sponsorship for your travels, you have to be uber famous or have 100,000 Instagram followers. And while those things definitely help, they aren't necessarily crucial to actually landing a sponsorship. So today on the show, we'll talk about how as two college students, Madison and Case were in their apartment talking with heads of companies like Chaco Sandals and were able to convince them of their vision of traveling to all 59 national parks and give them money to do it. All right, let's get into today's show with Case and Madison. Case and Madison, what's up, guys? Thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Yeah, totally. Thank you. This is sweet. Good stuff. Tell me what you guys are doing in this exact moment. So we are currently bumming Wi-Fi in (laughs) our church parking lot, which is a frequent activity out here on the road because Wi-Fi is gold. And so, no, we we love being disconnected, but, you know, sometimes... We need to do our things. And so, yeah. yeah, this is a really good good way to do it. But, yeah. So we're in between parks right now. We just left Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park. And we're headed to Pinnacles and then Yosemite after that. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you, and you guys are traveling to all 59 national parks. Is it all this year? Yeah. we Originally, we were trying to 
cram it all in before you know the new year hit but i think i think we're going to be just over into january maybe even into february at this point we'll see depends on how long how long we decide to stretch it out but um but yeah it's the 100 year anniversary of the national park system this year so it's it was that's how the whole idea of the the trip really started was to kind of celebrate that but yeah and you were saying that you guys are kind of stressing yourselves out trying to make it home before Christmas. Is that just something that you all told your families like hey, don't worry, we'll be back before Christmas <laughs> yeah definitely it was it was I don't know it was when we were trying to communicate the idea at first it was our family was like, oh like what that's a little crazy like the like, idea of the r v trip in general yeah, yeah they thought we were kind of nuts but they've they've definitely come around to it, but it was it was just one thing that we could give them like, hey, we'll be back for the holiday like relax you know like <laughs> But, but and then once, and then talk. once you guys are out the door, you're like, actually, you know what? We're not going to be back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Psych. It's, this is our life yeah. forever. <laughs> so y'all are y'all are 25. So I'm always interested to hear how did that conversation go with your parents? Like you guys just finished college last year. Yeah. So we we graduated, I guess, technically in December. Um, and before we graduated, so we, we've been married for about two years now. Um, and about six months into our marriage, we came up with this idea and came home with this um, old 1989 Toyota mini motorhome. And a lot of our friends and family were like, what did you do? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and like even they one of... They thought we were hillbillies or something. Oh, like yeah. They just couldn't imagine what we would possibly be doing in an RV. It was yeah. pretty hilarious, actually. But We got that uh, a lot. Yeah, and our, so our wedding hashtag was breaking pageant because our RV looked like breaking bad. Anyway, oh, that's good. <laughs> that's I like awesome. that. Um, yeah, but so so a lot of them were just like, "What the heck?" And it was it was kind of hard to communicate the whole idea at the beginning, partially because we didn't totally know what the end game was with the trip. We knew we wanted to do this trip, and we we didn't totally know how we were going to make it work. Um, the biggest question was obviously like finances. Like we were just coming out of, you know, school and they thought and we were financially irresponsible. Yeah. I got that comment from one of my best friends and it was just like, wow, okay. Like when maybe... in reality, like we've come to find that it's definitely the way to go. Like after college, you're trying to save money and maybe you want to go to grad school or you just want to save money for a down payment on a house or whatever, like is yeah. your future like plan. But I think it's been so affordable and well, so I mean, worth it. We're the only homeowners of all of those friends yeah. right now. So <laughs> we own this thing outright and it's pretty sweet. It feels good. Uh, I was, I was, when I talk to people, I say that whenever we told everyone that we were going to hit the road, that we got one of three reactions. One was from people who were much older, you know, like maybe seventies or something like that. And they were like, Oh, that's really cool because you guys are going to travel. And you know, I, I did a lot of traveling when I was young and it was great. Or they say, I wish I would have done this when I was your age and it's awesome. And then we got reactions from our friends who were maybe in their twenties. And for the most part, you know, they were saying, that's really cool. I'd love to be able to travel. And then a lot of people who are maybe in their fifties or forties who have been working for the past 25 years thought, what the heck are you guys doing? Like, how are you affording this? You know, what are you thinking? Are your parents paying for this? And, oh, do it while you can. You know, just a lot of degrading comments and kind of looking down on us. I don't know if you guys got that from. No, I think you're right. We, we, we definitely got all of that, I would say. That very mixture. Yeah. I think when it was funny, when we didn't quite understand how we were going to make it work, we took more flack, I think, when we're like, I don't know, we're just going to do this. Like, we're going to figure it out. We'll make it work. But then once 
we kept working to towards that goal and things started coming together like we picked up a few sponsors we you know we started making more concrete plans it was like wow this is actually working out people i think jumped on the bandwagon kind of thing like they're like oh yeah this is cool like and we're a lot more supportive the further along we got and now it's really we haven't had anything really negative now anyone who's a hater i think is mostly just jealous out of our friends or family but (laughs) yeah i don't know just even like i don't know people are kind of like hey like you guys are doing the retired life like you just skipped the whole step (laughs) that's not fair straight from straight from graduation to retirement yeah I love that. It's crazy how many it's like how many situations where people are trying to get into the RV lifestyle. It's just like whenever we were trying to do it, you you have this weird idea, and it, you're like you said, it's not yet formed, and so you're trying to communicate this vision that makes it basically sound like you're going to go bum it around the country for a little while, yeah. and which was which I know it was not y'all's goals, neither it wasn't ours. And so we, Alyssa and I, when we were still brainstorming this and we hadn't told our parents that we were going to quit our jobs and stuff, we had like the secret step-by-step plan that we were, that we had put on like a painting that we, I don't even know, we were supposed to be painting together and I like painted the step-by-step checklist. I was like, okay, quit job, buy RV, renovate, tell parents. And so that way we could <laughs> kind of mold the plan a little bit more before telling them. And I think that's yeah. actually a really good way to go. And so it's put you in this weird spot of like, I don't want to be not I don't want to be non-honest with them but also I don't want to tell them this halfway plan and then freak out so exactly because like originally before we picked up some sponsors for this we're like well you know we'll make it work I can get a job that's you know remote and I can you know work on wi-fi for for three days out of the week and then be in the parks and do this well it it would extend the trip it would make it a totally different but that was our plan and we were going to make it work and I think I'm still confident we would have made it work that mm-hmm. way, you know, had we not picked up a single sponsor. Um, and I, cause I, I think in this day and age, I think it's totally possible. And, and I had a job, um, that would have made it possible really, you know, and, but now that we've, now that we've gotten a few, it's some help from these sponsors and they're creating content for their websites and whatnot, it's just, it's, it's work, but it's a different type of work. It's work that's kind of aligned with what we wanted to do anyways. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's more effortless. Cool. Like we're just doing our thing and we're working at the same time yeah. with these companies. And so it's just a really good flow of like continuing to stick with our goals and yeah. like stick to the plan. So totally. What were you doing before that, before this case? I was, uh, I was making calls for a real estate company. And so we would, we would just get list, try to get listings for, for their website. And, uh, it wasn't like, the most awesome job but it was like it was sweet and I could do it from wherever I wanted and so um we, we were actually both doing that and so it was like well if we we both do this for you know two or three days a week we can we'll definitely have gas and food money and that's <laughs> all we need at this point <laughs> yeah I love that it's so funny because we had such a like we had such a similar idea thought process going into this because uh i was quitting my job and i couldn't do my remote sales job but i was like you know what i bet i could go we were living in austin i was like you know i bet i can go around and get some small businesses and i can just write some blogs and do some social media for them on the road so i've made a logo and a website and just started going around and actually getting clients and then i came up with the idea to work a job in every state and we found a sponsor and i was like you know what screw the client idea this sounds way more fun i'm gonna go do that 
sounds like you guys kind of had a similar thing going, like going to every national park and just writing and taking awesome photos. I'm not saying that that's super easy work, but it sounds way more fun than having to spend all day making phone calls. Oh yeah, totally. It's, it's the way to go. It's, it's way, it, it aligns up with what we wanted to do way more than, you know, being stressed out about, okay, what am I going to fit my hours in the week? You know, like how's, but it's, it's cool. It's, uh, we're very grateful for how it's worked out. Yeah. So whenever we were about to leave, one of the things that we had to figure out was a student debt. I had 27 grand of student debt. And so I was like, okay, do I just, you know, kind of skip paying this for a little while and then come back to it later and have this really cool experience and just say, chalk it up to it was totally worth it. Or (laughs) do we sit around and try to pay all of it off and try to do their quote unquote responsible thing? And ultimately, we decided on the former and took off in the RV and figured it out as we went. And then last year, we uh, scaled back the travel and paid off a bunch of student debt. And it was all it all ended up working on the end. Did you guys have any student debt or did you work through school? Um, we were very lucky and we I we both worked through through school and, and actually came out without any debt, which is which is pretty unreal. Um, and uh, I'm pretty rare these days. Yeah. Our, our school was was relatively cheap, I think, compared to a lot of other schools out there. But yeah, we were we were fortunate that way to to not have have student debt. But what has been y'all's favorite moment on the road so far? Um, Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, totally. Go for that's it. tough. I don't know. I think a lot of the favorite moments for me are um, in the parks, and the and and usually they, it revolves around an epic sunset or. Or yeah, or something to where it's the moment of like, man, I can't believe that this is our reality right now. You know, to to think like we just spend so much time talking about it and planning about planning it all and and whatnot, and then it's those moments where it's just like, man, we're doing it. This is the best. And those <laughs> those are my favorite. Those are my favorite moments for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I wouldn't say that there's one specific location or or anything like that. It's just those moments that you you get. Yeah, we had a really epic night on the Channel Islands. Um, it was just like, it was just the two of us. There was no one else on this trail. And we were hiking along like this ridge. And you could just see the ocean from all angles. And there is like between us and the ocean, there are just these like golden fields. And the sun was setting and like over these rolling hills. And it was just so incredible. I didn't even want to take a picture I did, like I caved in, but <laughs> I, you like, can't even capture these moments. And like, I can't even explain it on the blog. Like I'm trying to write about Channel Islands right now and I just don't even know how to put it into words. It was so magical and serene and perfect and beautiful. And it was just the two of us just sitting there and like taking it all in and just really appreciating how beautiful this earth is and America is. And it's just so inspiring and like, like Kay said, it's just those moments where we kind of pinch ourselves and we're just like, how is this our life right now? This is amazing, but it's totally possible and doable. And like, that's kind of what we want to help people realize is like, this, this is real. Like you can do this too. Looking looking at the process, you guys basically, you got married and then six months in or so y'all decided that you wanted to go on this epic trip and we're trying to figure out what it, what it looked like and things like that. So what did that year and a half of planning and figuring it out 
and coming up with ideas look like for y'all? And how did you go about getting sponsors? Because I saw on y'all's website, y'all, y'all are sponsored by Chaco, the Sandals, and several other companies. So how did you go about doing that and preparing for this trip? So yeah, the idea kind of hatched as we were driving down the road. We saw a mini motorhome like this, and we're like, that is the perfect vehicle. I love like the little Toyota trucks, and then to throw a house on top of that <laughs> was like, that is my vehicle. Like that is so cool. And, and I think it's just a cool vehicle anyways, just cause it's so little and it's like, it's pulling that. It's just, I think it's inspirational. Just like the symbolism of like little truck can I, do. I love things. it. Little and, truck, big house. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's cool. Doesn't look like it should pull. But uh, so we saw this thing rolling down the road and we're like, Hey, we, what, what could we do to justify kind of getting that kind of vehicle? And then the trip kind of evolved around the vehicle. And then, um, as far as planning it, it was... We we first started like thinking about how we wanted to redo it. Yeah. Because the interior was pretty heinous. And um, so I think it was kind of like our, our baby, like our project for the mm-hmm. first year of our marriage. We really worked on it hard. Which was fun. And to it was have super just fun. being newly married and having this, I don't know, fun project to, you know, go to... We would be in school slash work all day and then get home and literally work all night on the RV and put in a lot of hours and it was just fun to, to do that with, I don't know, it was fun for me to work on it with my new wife. And, and then Case was really good about um, the plan because he's always thinking 10 steps ahead and can hardly focus on like what's right in front of us. And so he had to be like scheming at all times. So he would always be sending me like maps he'd kind of mocked up on Google Maps and like planning our whole itinerary. And he had even like gotten it down to every single date and where we would be on that exact date, like so extreme. And so he was really good about like coming it up with the- It was pretty extreme. It yeah. really was. Like <laughs> it was like a year in advance and you knew exactly It's a little where. embarrassing now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, totally, like- it's totally not embarrassing. When we first started planning our trip, I was, Alyssa was planning our wedding at the time and I was still working. And so I came home one day from work and she had got on Google Maps and plotted like all 50 states when we're going to be there, how many miles are between each one, just like pretty much you did. And my my mind doesn't work like that, but I'm so grateful that hers did and that she was smart enough to plan the seasons. And I know you guys did that too. Like we don't want to be south when it's really hot and we want to go up north when it's beautiful and there's not tons of snow. So anyway, keep going. Yeah, no, that's no, so that's, that's funny awesome because that. that's the exact same way that Case is. Like, he planned out, like, how many miles are between each park, what are, like, the total miles of the trip, like, average distance between each parks, which is, like, six hours, I think. But yeah. anyway. And then so just, it, I broke it down even to, like, cost per mile of, like, yeah. the whole the whole he, thing. So He was, just yeah. loves the stats. And so, um, and then he was also really good about, he just created our blog from scratch. And so. Boy, and in. I think it's it's not I had no idea what I was doing. It, yeah, like I did not know how I didn't know anything about making a blog or anything like that or anything about computers really and it was just it's literally the university of YouTube and like you just I just would google everything. Any question I had that I had to take more than like 10 seconds to think about to figure it out, I would just google it. And we watched a lot of YouTube. Yeah, tons. Nice. Um, and yeah, and, and, and the same goes for approaching sponsors. Like I had no idea what I was doing. I sent like a random email to a handful of companies and was like, 
if they if these guys give me a t-shirt like i'll be stoked you know like i (laughs) like i was super cheap not expecting really anything and um because of the the nature of of the the 100 year anniversary these companies were a lot more excited than i would have ever really thought and uh so when when we kind of assessed the excitement level of the first few that i sent out you know i was like oh my gosh like I really need to learn like how to approach these companies. And so I, I, you know, got a crash course from, a, from one of, from Yakima, one of the first companies to kind of be excited about the trip and helped me tear out sponsorship levels and just gave me kind of the lingo and the know-how to approach companies and, and give them what they were looking for. Um, and yeah, but I, but I mean, I had, I think it's, I think it's important to stress that like, I had no idea what we were doing. Like we're not professionals whatsoever. Yeah, like, like We're total noobs. Like we were in our college, like basement apartment, like in our pajamas, like talking to the top guys at Yakima. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, we're just like, this is crazy. Embarrassingly enough, we recorded ourselves cause we were so excited and we're like, <laughs> didn't know what was going to happen. And so we like filmed ourselves on the phone with them cause we just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. But it was, it was, I think, especially for people that are like wishing that they could do that. I think it's really important to stress, like you don't, nobody knows this stuff. Like nobody knows, I don't know how it all works until you just go for it and you get in the nitty gritty and yeah, learn. There, there was no know? classes in college called how to get a sponsored road trip to every state in America. Yeah. Right. If there was, I would have taken it. Totally. You know, like in, and everybody would. And I think, I think that's the intimidating part of a trip or of an idea that's, you know, big like this, you know, it's, it's, you, is you don't really know where to start. You don't know how it works. And that's scary. And, and I think it's important to, to tell people, it's like, you don't have to be scared. You, you can figure it out on the way. And that's normal. That's how everybody does it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like trusting more in yourself and like in your ability and like your potential to learn and to figure things out. And I don't know, just not to sell yourself short and to realize like, good things can happen to you and they will happen to you. Like if you project that kind of vibe and if you just go forward, like thinking that this is going to happen and that you're going to make it work, like you are going to make it work. And so totally. I don't know. That's kind of our motto. Yeah. It's just to yeah. go for it. I love that. And you guys didn't have any kind of existing audience or anything like that. You had literally just built a blog and you were reaching out to these companies and y'all hadn't hit the road. I think that's also important to stress too because we hadn't – I was in the same boat when we first got sponsored by Snag a Job to hit the road. And yeah. that gave us the initial momentum for A, our parents to not think we were crazy and B, also have some type of financial – you know, to have some type of revenue coming in while we were out mm-hmm. traveling and doing this cool project. And the fact that they were willing to pay us anything, like you said, I reached out to them just thinking, hey, if these guys help me find 30 or a few of my jobs while – going to find a job in every state, then I'll be stoked. And then they came back and said, Hey, we're also going to give you guys a thousand bucks a month to cover some of your bills. And, you know, you can kind of figure out the rest. And I said, that sounds amazing. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally. That's, that's very similar to how this worked. I remember getting the first sponsorship and was just like, I was just pumped. I was just like, I was just outside my mind, like excited. <laughs> like it was like, yes, it's working kind of well, a thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like validating too. Yeah, and it, and it totally. sort of gives you like some credit, you know, like, like okay. people, people like my idea. Like this is yeah. sweet. It just felt really good. 
That yeah. is awesome. What if you guys don't mind me asking, what percentage of y'all's monthly expenses approximately is covered by sponsors? Um we so we just picked up we hit the road with about seventy-five a little over seventy-five percent of our projected budget. Which was um, pretty hefty of a budget. Like we kinda bumped it up we, we, yeah, a we little tried more be, than we needed to. How many yeah. states are you guys going to? Um I don't know the state state count. I think it's like thirty something. I'm not. I don't know the exact number on that one. What, uh, what kind of like? So it took us twenty three grand to go to all fifty states. What I mean, what kind of projections did you guys have for going to thirty six? We're we're about at that. Um, okay. We're, we're we're just shy. It's probably like twenty one, twenty two is where where we're sitting right you, now. You guys dry camp way more than we do, so you can definitely make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we, we were sitting at about 75% and, uh, since we've hit the road, we actually picked up another sponsor that approached us. We didn't even, um, know about this company before. And, uh, and so that bumped us up, um, closer to, you know, 85% of our, of our projected budget. And so we'll, we're hoping to like even keep costs lower than the projected budget, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, awesome to, to get that all figured out. Yeah. So what does y'all sponsorship relationships look like? And I'm digging into the sponsorship component just because that's something a lot of people ask about. And, you know, yeah. it's a it's an option out there for people if they're interested. So uh, what do you guys have to write blogs or take photos? What does that sponsorship agreement look like? Yeah, good question. So um, so essentially we create content for these companies um, blog. So Chaco is our title sponsor. So they're they're um, putting up kind of the most money um, and and putting on the trip essentially, and and then we have we have uh, Yakima and Farm to Feet and Uco and um, Oru Kayaks and and then we just picked up Bivy, which is a which is a application like an adventure app for your cell phone, um, and so all of these companies essentially we we write our blog. Um, and take pictures and use their products and um, write about, you know, it's pretty organic. We write about what we did in the park and, and, um, and then they can kind of repurpose that content if they need to and, and give it their own company's flair and put it up on their website um, and on their social media outlets, you know. And, and um, so with, with some of we, – we have different agreements with each – each um, sponsored. I mean, obviously, the needs of a cell phone application are very different than the needs of of uh, you know a shoe company like Chaco. Yeah, and and so it's so the the contracts and like the 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 deals that we have worked out are, are a little different with each one. But we have certain number of pictures or whatever in each park of of their product or or and whatnot. But it's it's pretty mellow, and the people that we work with are so nice and and so cool and so excited about what we're doing and, and wanting to make it happen and and um it's just been it's just been a pleasure and it's just lined up with our trip really well to go this route and yeah couldn't be happier you kind of feel like you have people in your corner cheering you on huh oh yeah totally it's like it's literally have like a team kind of you know it's like they're checking in on us and and just saying how you know they love the last you know group of photos or the the post or whatever you know it's just it's just fun yeah that's awesome what do you guys use to take photos i love y'all's 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 photos look awesome what kind of camera do y'all use 
Um, so I have a 7D, the Canon, and we also use GoPro and um, what else do we use? We have the PowerShot G7X, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so we, little we, Canon. So we actually just started doing vlogs. And instead we of like, launched one yet, but yeah, so to be. <laughs> instead of like lugging around my big like DSLR and trying to like take selfies with it, which would be really rough, like because it's so heavy, um, we just picked up the Canon G7X. It's just like a little um, point and shoot, point and shoot kind of a thing, but it's actually pretty sweet and like has a lot of the functions that the DSLR has, and so you can kind of get more manual and specific with it which is cool but it's also like super convenient just for like um i don't know like taking selfies and vlogs and stuff like that and so totally what kind of lens because we have a 72 and the problem with that is it's got a crop factor on it i think it's like 1.4 crop factor and so then you put any type of lens on there and you try to take a photo in the rv and it just doesn't work because you're so close I don't know if y'all had that issue. Right. Or... So we have like the portrait lens, like the 50 nifty, but then we also have a wide angle lens, which helps with that. So, 1635. Yeah. So, it, lens. Um, so we do pretty well with like wide angles, even with the 70s. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. But you're really liking the point and shoot too. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's been like pretty mellow and easy to use. So yeah, yeah we really like that too. Madison's the photo guru and like i seriously am teaching myself like i don't know anything and i just like once again like read tutorials and like watch youtube and just all kinds of stuff so we're just teaching ourselves and kind of learning as we go and i feel like our audience has been very like accepting of whatever we give them and it's not i mean people are just so nice so like kidding the photos look amazing and i i like they look really really good and um, I've been, we've been working with Winnebago and one of the first things they told us was like, you need to step up your photography game. So I was like, okay. Cause we mostly just been shooting with iPhones, but it's good to have people come on board and say, Hey, you know what? You can do better. And I, I agree. You know, there's no excuse to not do better. Um, but going back to the sponsorship thing, you were talking about, you guys are writing content and producing stuff for them. I think that's important to kind of to share with people, because if you're thinking about trying to get a sponsor for a road trip or any type of project, you guys, no matter what happens with your trip, you're out there providing value. So no matter what kind of exposure you get, how many people start following your blog, which I'm sure there'll be a lot of people interested in y'all's trip, no matter what happens, you're still sending them really great photos of in the field uh, that's catered towards their brand. And so I think it's just important to focus on that that kind of value prop. And that's awesome that you guys did that. Definitely. For sure. And, you know, I think, I think it's important also to focus on it on the work aspect of it all i think a lot of times i don't know sometimes you, you we get these comments like oh like that's like sweet like vacation for nine months or 12 months or however long you can about and it's like yeah it's it is similar to vacation but like you know we i, I can't deny that we play hard every day right like we go yeah. out so tired at the end and of the day. we we <laughs> play hard and we're hiking around and climbing mountains and and kayaking, kayaking and, and whatever you know and, and that sounds a lot like vacation because that's what you do on vacation but then we come back to the rv and it's like okay it's work time like we've got to edit all these pictures we've got to organize this we've got to send it to all these companies we've got to write about it we've got to you know fix the map on our blog we've got to do all this stuff and it's like it's a lot of work too it's it's definitely it's a real combination of work hard and play hard i think and so i think that that can be 
Well, especially when I communicate like, yeah, we're doing this trip. The only part that people like think about is, wow, that's cool. You get a play for nine months, you know, but to make it happen, there's a lot of work that goes with it. So I think that's important to, to stress. Totally. And I've seen that kind of, I've seen that in a lot of RVers. A lot of them work hard and play hard and you have to, because if you want to keep financing the lifestyle, you got to make money. So yeah. that's kind of a good question to, to segue and not to say that you have to have it all figured out, but have you guys thought about kind of best case, worst case scenario after you finish this trip or are you just kind of appreciating the time that you guys have on the road? Cause I know that before we left, I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, the best, the worst case scenario that can happen for our trip, other than something really bad happening to us health wise, or God forbid, like dying, sorry, not to be really, but anyway, you know, like one of the worst things that can happen is we run out of money, quote unquote, fail and have to go home and go get a job. And in doing so, we would have still traveled uh, quite a bit, went all over the country had some really amazing experiences to start off our marriage. And I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, worst case scenario, that's not that bad. It's actually pretty good. I'm back really where I am. Best case scenario, we figure out how to continuously make an income doing these types of projects and things that we love and keep up this lifestyle. So what does it look like for you guys? Kind of that best worst case scenario. Yeah, so um, I feel like you guys are like our, it's very similar. Soulmate is maybe not the right word. Like, <laughs> not the mate part, but like RV mates. No, sister, I brother. I don't know. Like I feel like we have a lot of same ideas and like same scheming because we were just talking about that and um kind of like the same thing. Like, yeah, worst case scenario and like the, our biggest fear of this trip is that was just totally my biggest fear. Is just failure. Like straight out, just like everyone telling us like we can't do it or whatever, that it's gonna be hard or it won't work out, that we can't fund it and like if that actually happened. Um, so yeah, that was like worst case scenario that it would just would flop and wouldn't work out or whatever. But um, I don't think that's even possible at this point. So we're really grateful. We don't have to worry about our worst fears, but um, best case scenario. So before we went on this trip, everyone was like, you guys need to like have babies or like do more family. school or like go yeah. have a family, you know? And like, I don't know. And so, we were just thinking like how cool would it be to kind of continue this maybe not life on the road but like i don't know how do we explain yeah, it? Lifestyle. Like, like a lifestyle like a family lifestyle on the road but like maybe parked sometimes but like i don't know like adventure family on wheels kind of thing and like we would upgrade to a different vehicle like maybe do a school bus conversion or something else and like just keep revamping vehicles and like keep doing these kind of projects and like seeing if there would be an audience for that and like I don't know kind of we just started this um video blogging vlogs and so I don't know best case scenario like our vlogging really works out and like we would be able to continue that with our future family and like go on fun trips and continue to revamp different vehicles and living in them for like certain amount of times in different places wherever we want to go yeah so that would be like best case scenario is like traveling family on wheels. Yeah. I love that. Something we talk about all the time is starting. I know there's one out there. It's called RV flippers, but just doing like a show where we just renovate RVs. Oh yeah. yeah. That'd be rad. Wouldn't I think it? that's the oh, ultimate that's... dream, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think people would be really <laughs> into that too. Oh yeah. Maybe we're biased cause we really love RVs, but I think people are just so intrigued and like, 
Yeah, you guys would be great at that. I think, I mean, y'all's RV looks awesome. So I think y'all would be really good at renovating uh, RVs. There's a there's a company, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll put it in the show notes. But they're located in California, and they renovate Airstreams. And I swear to you, they are the most beautiful-looking RV renovations I have ever seen in my life. And I'll have to – I'll post a link and send it to you guys. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's cool. I'm giving you no other information other than the fact that they're really cool renovations. But they really are <laughs> – we trust you. No, I actually, we love Airstreams. That yeah. would be Airstreams are a huge, like, ultimate dream. Either a bus conversion or an Airstream would be the ultimate. Yeah. So, for sure. No, I love that. We will definitely check that out. Other than, quote unquote, failing, like, what were some of the other kind of hesitations or fears that you guys had about moving into an RV uh, at 25 and hitting the road? Um, aside from the fact that we know nothing about our and like yeah. we didn't even know how to like dump the dump or like we didn't know how to turn the fridge on like we had no idea about anything like yeah. the propane and how that worked and total like, total rv noobs like yeah. we had no idea same here um but i think i don't know i think the biggest fear oh a big fear in this vehicle is that it would just stop working and it's like we've invested a lot i mean we've built a home on the back of this vehicle you know and so um that was a big fear and even like when um chaco our sponsor they asked us that they're like wow it's a really like interesting choice of vehicle you've got there like do you have confidence in it <laughs> kind of like busting on us a little bit but also they were like kind of in awe and so i don't know it was just kind of funny and we're like yeah we really do have confidence in it and well, I think that's an appealing part of the adventure. Like, oh my gosh, they're going to all the national parks in that. Well, <laughs> I hope they make it. Yeah, and I think that's. I think people, people are, are into rooting, that. You they're know, like, like for us. Yeah. So, and it's and we've it's done great. Like, I don't know. I've been very pleased with how the well, RVs perform. Right now. We got our engine rebuilt, so yeah, that, that was a big deal. But <laughs> that helps. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit. Um, but other, know, what fears? other fears. I still can't drive stick, so that's a problem <laughs> because the RV is manual. So only I drive. So only Case drives. So I guess my fear is that his leg's going to cramp up one day and I'm going to have to learn how to do it. So <laughs> I did not even know that they made manual RVs. Yeah. it's. Well, it's I, I'm an RV new so, too, I guess. I did not even know that. Our RV is pretty manageable. It's, it's pretty small. I mean, we're only like 22 feet, so mm-hmm. it's not it's not super scary, but... I don't know. Other fears, I don't really... I was pretty... We were just really stoked. Yeah. I mean, we were so stoked. We, like, left, and we didn't even know if the shower worked. Like, we checked the <laughs> yeah. shower, like, while we were on the road. We're like, oh, we should fill up water, probably. And, like, Does it work? Out. Yeah. It works. It works great. Work? Yeah. Okay, so since you guys do a lot of dry camping, you'll have to check this out. Uh, this company just sent me some, some things called Epic Wipes, and they're Ooh. eight times the size of baby wipes, and they're all made from... <laughs> natural bamboo recycled bamboo type stuff and some other ingredients but you can wash your whole face and wash your whole body with them and you know it doesn't dry out or anything like that it's um everything's natural and they are amazing i took them down to big bend and used them and they're not a sponsor or anything i'm just i know i'm like going on and on about them but they are seriously awesome uh if you are dry camping and don't want to use water to shower so they're doing a crowdfunding campaign right now so i'll link up but you guys should definitely check them out yeah dude I'm checking that out for oh, sure. That's a big deal. That is so sweet. Cause I, right I'm now talking like durable, like... like tight around your waist afterwards type <laughs> stuff. <laughs> what, were, what were you saying, Madison? Oh no, that's so perfect. Cause like right now we're sharing about 
twice a week yeah and sometimes one the park <laughs> once a week sometimes like yeah. this time this week we've only showered once a week and then once in the river or no once in the lake yeah and i feel like everything's relative now so like if i kind of rinse off in the lake i feel very clean and yeah. like in my former life i would definitely shower after the river or lake so it's like it's kind of funny how like you feel relatively clean at this point but those wipes sound sweet i'm yeah, that's, way into that's that cool. i'm checking that out for <laughs> yeah, sure for sure awesome. Well, I'm, I'm pumped for you guys on multiple levels because what you guys are doing is very, very cool. And I know that like whenever you hit the road a lot, well, I want to hear in a minute about some of the, the, the not so awesome things that have happened to you guys, because it's really easy to sing all the praises about RVs kind of like when you're growing up, everyone hears about the honeymoon year, quote unquote. And then right before marriage, all your good friends that are honest with you actually decide to tell you that, Hey, our first year of marriage was actually really difficult and try to be real with you. <laughs> so we can give some of the realness to bad stuff that's happened. But before that, I just want to give you guys some praise and say what you guys are doing is very, very cool. It's inspiring for a lot of people. For me, it's inspiring. And I have no doubt that y'all are going to make it. Thanks, man. Thank I, you. I really appreciate that. That feels good. Yeah. It's good to get that totally means a lot. reinforcement like that. Now so. tell me about all the stupid stuff you've done in the RV. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, so we, we, we posted about it on our blog, uh, kind of our, our first kind of hell week. Um, we, so we, we decided to kind of soft launch because we knew a lot of these you know, problems were coming our way. Um, and so we're like, well, let's leave like a week before and uh, not really say to anyone that we're leaving just so we can work these problems out. And they, they came full force at us. I mean, the very first night, well, no, before that even, we, we were in a parking lot about to leave and we, we were parting ways with, with some friends. And uh, we'll... Uh, Oh, hold on, Heath. Sorry, someone. Here, somebody's yeah, at the no door. Worries. No worries. Um, we're we're just we're doing an interview. Can we come out and like talk to you guys like in a little bit? Yeah, three minutes. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Right. Um. Anyways, we uh we um so we we were about to leave for the RV uh trip and the soft launch and we we showed some friends and kind of said goodbye and we get get in to drive away and I couldn't find the keys. And, uh, we, we essentially searched for like three hours, pulled everything out of the RV that we had just packed, you know, like our life and couldn't, they disappeared. They were gone. And to this day, we don't know where they are. But, uh, so we luckily had a spare to drive the RV, but had to get copies of every other or every other lock on the RV, like rekeyed. And, uh, so that was step one. Step two, the next night when we had actually left, I was pulling into a, uh, epic camp spot. So we thought, and, uh, thought I could make it ended up punching a hole through the RV into our closet, like fist size hole, not just a scratch. Like so there's like pine needles and like branches in our clothes, yeah. like for like a month. <laughs> Some people buy pine air fresheners. You just got the natural stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Let's just pretend I meant to do that. Right. Um, and, and then let's see, then two days later, our alternator died in the middle of the desert in Southern Utah and which killed um, our battery. Yeah. Which wrecked our battery. And so we, we had to get those replaced. Um, and while we were doing that, some of the, uh, like spark plug wires 
melted through, so we were misfiring all over, and so I was replacing those. So this is my favorite part. Yeah, here, yeah do tell this. All story. the other problems were like kind of cases realm, and then <laughs> um, I was so he was fixing the spark plugs, and so he had his hands under the hood out in the RV, and I was making cookies because that's what I do best, and. <laughs> I was in with my little Easy Bake Oven because it's super <laughs> tiny, but it works. And so um, I was making these cookies, and I had the lighter because it's one of those kind where you you light inside of the oven, and like right. with the, like a little pilot light. We yeah. have that too, yeah. Yeah, okay. with the propane and everything, it runs on propane. And I set the lighter on top of the stove, and I didn't realize how hot the stove was about to get because it was my first time using the oven. And so I go sit down, and I'm kind of just like boop, 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 bop on my computer, like not really paying attention. And then all of a sudden, and luckily I had my glasses on because of the explosion, but like all of a sudden there's just like a ball of fire and an explosion in the RV. And my first thought was like, okay, I died. <laughs> and then my second thought was like, maybe the oven blew up and maybe the RV's about to like blow up. And I had no idea. Meanwhile, I'm under the hood with my hands like in the engine. I thought my arms got blown off because <laughs> it was like so loud. I like pulled my hands out. I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like what just happened? I like run into the RV and she's just sitting there, like, waving her hands by her head, like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just, like, shatters of plastic everywhere yeah. that kind of, like, flew at me. And, and then I realized, actually, I didn't realize that Case, like, picked up all the pieces, and it was just, like, the lighter had exploded, because I guess <laughs> that happens when they get really hot. <laughs> so that happened. Cookies were fine, so that was good. That's all that matters. Right. Yeah. Save <laughs> and then, the cookies. What was after that? I feel like there was there was one more event that week. I don't even remember now. It's all a blur. But the moral of the story is the first week of our trip was gnarly, and <laughs> it was kind of, it's a little discouraging. Like, oh my gosh, I'm I will not survive nine months yeah. of this. Like, I was like, there's no way. Like, <laughs> RV just keeps crapping out on us. Like, when yeah. we need her the most. Like, how is this relationship going to work out? So. Yeah. It makes, you it, it makes you question basically everything that you just decided to, you know, do. Right, yeah. right. But it also makes it so much sweeter and just like, yeah. I don't know, just overcoming those hurdles and like when everything does work really well, it's just so satisfying and like just feels awesome. Well, you know, I think the universe kind of has a way of doing that before, before like great things and before like great moments, there's always kind of like a storm right before it, you know, to kind of test you and to like make those great moments even greater because you got through that stuff. And I think, I think that was like a little bit of our storm before we really set off to make sure that we were serious and make sure that we were in all the way. And, and I, I think it can be a little discouraging. Like you could, a lot of people could give up at that moment and be like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Like, screw it. I'm done. But I'm glad we didn't. And it was kind of hilarious, and we knew it would make a good blog post. So we it's all about the blog post. We just rolled with it. (laughs) Basically, anytime anything bad happens, Alyssa makes it into a blog post. Uh, One time, it was like two months ago. I accidentally locked her in the shower, (laughs) and because we have like a little turn thing, uh, because we have a like uh, I don't know what it is. It's not glass. It's just like the whatever the hazy looking stuff is that is on the door. Anyway, there's a lock on it. And yeah. I always out of habit lock it because we're traveling 
And I, she always forgets stuff when she's showering. So I have to hand her like conditioner or shampoo or something. And I just lock it out of habit. And I'm usually right there and she's like beating on it. So I have to open it. But I was working on (laughs) like, I had a call or I was working on practicing a talk or something. And so I'm pacing around for 30 minutes and I get back in the RV and I, she's still in the shower. And I was like, you're still in the shower. She was like, you locked me in here. What do you think? (laughs) It was uh, made for a really, made for a really good blog post. I think that's a really healthy mentality. I think it's just like, hey, you know, we'll we'll use this for for our content. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Speaking of content, where can uh, where can people learn more about you guys? Um, so our website's rv. So that's o u r v i e dot com. It's, it's a pun, but not very many people get it. So yeah. whatever. Well, v v in French is life. So it's like our life. Um, and it also sounds like RV. <laughs> I love that. Thanks. Awesome. Um, and then on Instagram. Our Instagram is just the same thing. RV, O-U-R-V-I-E, adventures. Yeah. So that's our Instagram handle. Awesome. Well, um, Case and Madison, thank you guys so much for being on the call with me. And I look forward to meeting up and hanging out with you guys on the road. Yeah, for totally. Sure. It was a pleasure. We would, we would love to connect with you guys out there. So awesome. Thanks, thank guys. you. Take care. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the podcast today with Madison and Case. To see the show notes from this episode, head on over to heathpaget.com forward slash episode 20. That's episode spelled out and then the number 20. That's crazy that today has been the 20th episode. Uh, it's gone by really quickly. We've, I've been, I say we, I've been recording. Alyssa's helped a lot, the podcast for the past six months. And I've been blown away with just how many people are interested in living in an RV and making an income on the road. I guess with tiny houses trending upwards, as well as wanting to work remote, this is kind of a hot topic. The podcast has been downloaded well over 30,000 times since launching it uh, just a few months ago. And it's been a lot of fun. So I just want to say thank you for tuning in and for listening because I know that 30 to 40 minutes of your time, I don't take that lightly. So whether wherever you are today, walking your dog or in your car or maybe in your RV or you're planning your future RV, I just want to sincerely say thanks again for listening and taking the time to listen to this podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you want to uh, reach out to me, you can find me at Twitter or Instagram at Heath Paget, just my name, or just shoot me an email. Go to my website at heathpaget.com. There's a little mail envelope on the bottom and you can click on that and send me an email. So hope you have an amazing day wherever you are and I'll see you next week on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. <laughs>